Welcome to our podcast today regarding Section GG Best Practices, a collaborative approach between PT, OT, nursing, and MDS. I am Michelle Kramer, the Therapy Quality Assurance Specialist, and I will be your host today. I am joined today by Victoria Henson, Clinical and Quality Specialist from Encore Rehab. Welcome, Victoria. Hi, Michelle. Thanks for inviting me to participate in this important conversation regarding Section GG Assessment and Collaboration. This is going to be the key to our success under our new payment model, PDPM. I totally agree, Victoria. We really need to make sure our teams are set up and ready for PDPM as it is right around the corner. What is the reason we are discussing the assessment and scoring of MDS Section GG functional score so much lately? Well, Michelle, these are exciting times for our industry. We're shifting from a traditionally provider-centric system that focused more on therapy minutes than on the patient's true clinical presentation, both for therapy and nursing. Under our new model that begins in October, PDPM is going to create a structure where the patient's clinical deficits and abilities drive the reimbursement. Section GG is our best mechanism to describe our patients. We're going to have to work together to paint that picture of our patient's functional levels in order to support the needs of our patients and drive positive outcomes we achieve. You're very correct. It's really going to be important that we assess each patient accurately in order to support their care needs and reimbursement. Would you tell me a little bit more about the specifics of Section GG? Sure. Section GG offers a much more standardized system, um, utilizing comprehensive measures of functional status and therapy needs that will then be carried across payment settings. We're going to use Section GG to show our patient's status at admission, both from a nursing perspective as well as a therapy one, but to also demonstrate where they're projected to go and where they eventually end up at discharge. Under Section GG, increasing score means increasing independence. And as our patients improve, Section GG will naturally depict that in the MDS. And the importance of this extends beyond just our Medicare reimbursement. These scores are then going to be used to reflect the quality measures. Consumers will be able to review our overall measures to see how facilities rank compared to our competitors to make decisions as to where they feel their loved one will receive the best care. Look, we already know we provide the best care. Now we just need to support that with our documentation through demonstrating gains in GG. Absolutely. I know that CMS will be using Section GG to monitor for positive outcomes. They're going to be comparing GG scores from admit and GG scores for discharge to ensure that positive outcomes result. This potentially will be a quality measure, as you just said. And again, that they're going to be measuring it because there are statistics from admit to discharge. CMS will be monitoring claims data, comparing therapy minute delivery with resulting outcomes, which could potentially trigger an audit if there was a discrepancy between decreased therapy service delivery and lack of positive outcomes. So which components of PDPM does Section GG impact? The patient's functional status or usual performance under Section GG will be a factor, along with the principal medical diagnosis, Um, the comorbidities, and the non-therapy ancillaries to determine that reimbursement rate for each of our buckets or components that are going to combine to create that per DM rate. Section GG will also impact nursing, PT, and OT components. So it's in order to determine a patient's usual performance on the self-care and mobility areas, we will need to coordinate the assessments of Section GG from nursing, PT, and OT, correct? Correct. Um, Section GG is built into the MBS, 
So naturally, our MDS coordinators are going to be at the front of the GG reporting. In the past, self-care and mobility items didn't significantly really impact reimbursement. It didn't matter much if there was a discrepancy between therapy and nursing's views of what the patient's abilities were. However, as we're looking forward, looking at that usual performance for a variety of functional patient characteristics is not just the responsibility of one discipline. We're all exposed to each of those areas on a daily basis. We're now going to need to work together to truly identify what the usual performance is. And this is going to, in turn, impact the individual reimbursement components that give us our per diem rate. The focus is on the interdisciplinary team with therapy and nursing collaborations. I agree. Collaboration across the interdisciplinary team is going to be a positive change moving forward and a necessity. Will this just happen at at the admission assessment or at other times too? So section GG is going to be at minimum reported twice during the patient's stay. At the start of care, an admission assessment will need to be created, and that's your five-day. And it will include a report of the patient's usual performance for each of the self-care and mobility items as they were demonstrated during the first three days of the stay. From day one, we're going to be working together to describe our patient's presentation and their goals. Then we'll need to report on these same metrics at the end of their stay by once again coming together to report that usual performance during the final three days of the stay for the same areas. After a duration of care, we're going to be able to clearly see the starting point and the end point as it relates to the patient's function, and we're going to create that roadmap together. That's fantastic. Telling that story throughout a course of care will be much easier when we are all working together collaboratively. What if the patient demonstrates a decline during their stay that would affect their clinical classification, like if they were a patient admitted with a hip fracture and during their stay they had a cerebral vascular accident or CVA? So there's an opportunity to tell that story in the MBS as well. Um, An optional interim payment assessment or IPA can be done when providers determine that the patient has undergone a clinical change that will require a new PPS assessment. We want to be able to clearly show how our care evolves throughout the course of treatment. And if our patient care needs significantly change, Medicare needs to know this, not only from a quality measures perspective, but also because this is going to alter reimbursement rates by changing the clinical category. Section GG will also need to be assessed with that IPA. Wow. So how does the process work for Section GG coding on the MDS? Nursing, PT, and OT complete their assessment of the patient's status. Then what happens? That's a really good question. One of the best ways to ensure that communication is really through a PDPM huddle. Um, Therapy, nursing, MDS, and the IDT should routinely hold meetings where they review the patients. LCS has actually created great guidelines, resources, checklists to help the teams run a PDPM huddle meeting. And this is where nursing and therapy are going to come together to discuss the patient's status, their characteristics, their needs. And then MDS is going to take all of that documentation and determine with the IDT what the patient's usual performance is. And then they're going to score the MDS accurately. Many communities have already put these PDPM huddles into place, and they've reported that it's the best way to communicate. Also, in many communities, the therapy partners have set up an interface between therapy documentation and the community EMRs so that there's an easy transmission of Section GG information. 
That's a great option so that there is easy information exchange from therapy EMRs to the community EMRs. One note, though, regarding the Section GG integration is that MDS needs to be sure that the therapy score and nursing functional scores are compared so that the patient's usual performance is documented accurately. Not the best that they've done and not the worst that they've done. We want to be sure that the MDS coordinators reviewing all Section GG assessments to code the MDS accurately. So in addition to the admission information and Section GG assessments, what else should the IDT be discussing at the PDPM huddle? We also need to be sure that we're not only communicating admission levels, but we're also talking about discharge planning and notifying the IDT when a discharge is upcoming. The team's going to need to be collecting that data on usual performance during the final three days of the stay, so they need to be aware of what the patient's discharge plan is. You are very correct. That's going to be really important moving forward. It will be important for therapy and nursing to be discussing patient status to identify upcoming discharge dates so that GG can be coded for the discharge status. I totally agree. So, Victoria, we have discussed the process for coding Section GG that nursing, PT, and OT need to assess the functional score, then MDS meets with the IDT to determine usual performance and ultimately accurately code the MDS. We talked about Section GG needs to be completed on admission, potentially on an IPA as necessary, and at discharge. And we also talked about the IDT therapy and MDS meeting at the PDPM huddle to collaborate and discuss each patient to identify their care needs, significant changes, potential discharges to ensure that the team knows when Section GG is required, as well as what to audit in the chart to ensure all documentation is present to support that coding of the MDS. So how can we tie this all together? What are some next steps we should be considering regarding Section GG? Well, one of the easiest ways for our therapy partners to ensure that they're gathering the necessary data is really by having it required in their evaluations. Um, clinical pathways that guide the therapist on what they should be considering based on patient medical diagnosis are really the best way to ensure that those correct areas are being assessed. Another thing is we need to start speaking the same language. Um, traditionally, therapy used terms like contact guard assist and mod assist, and then nursing and MDS were using terms such as min assist or extent or minimal assist or extensive assist. If we're going to be working together as a true team, we need to be speaking the same language, and that means that therapy teams must start utilizing the nursing language moving forward. And I know this can be a challenge for the seasoned therapist, but we're shifting the way that the industry provides care, and standardizing our terminology is one of the ways we can unify that care. All of the team members should also familiarize themselves with the definitions for each of the self-care and mobility items so that they can truly assess what they need to report on. In order to record a level in Section GG, you must actually have assessed it. We can't clinically guesstimate what we think the patient is able to do. If we didn't actually assess it, we should not be documenting a level for that area. I could not agree more. I know that LCS has policies and multiple resources located on LCS Connect for communities and therapists to access regarding completion of Section GG, for instance, the CMS decision tree and the PDPM huddle. These resources will provide a great foundation and prepare community staff for PDPM. 
I am so happy to see how the, our therapy providers are preparing for PDPM. It is essential that under PDPM that we are all working as a team in assessing the patient and maximizing not only the clinical areas, but also the reimbursement. Thanks so much, Victoria, for joining me today to discuss Section GG and how PT and OT and nursing will work together side by side to assess Section GG so that the MDS coordinator can code each patient's usual performance on the MDS accurately. Thanks, Michelle, for allowing me to speak with you today. We are so excited to partner with LCS as we embrace the transition to PDPM. We really do appreciate your partnership and teamwork with all of our communities. And I also want to thank everyone for listening to our podcast today regarding Section GG Best Practices, a collaborative approach between PTOT, nursing, and MDS. Legal Disclaimer. Life Care Services LLC is not engaged in rendering legal advice. Therefore, any information provided in this podcast, although intended to be correct, is also not intended to replace or supersede the advice of your legal counsel. Also, thank you to Ben Sounds for the music provided in this podcast. Mm-hmm.